<laughs> pressure's on. Pressure's on. Under. You want to sing Hunter? I'm, um, dude, no. He's I'll, good. <laughs> I'll quit the band before I sing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I can't guarantee it is going to be good. Here comes to the rig. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. day off right we are starting the day off right good morning aurora good morning aurora good morning aurora uh the time is now 804 a.m you're listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast we have a great show for you guys today uh our guests this morning are the is, is the community foundation of the fox river valley uh we have our dear friends president and ceo uh julie chrisman and vp of marketing and communications kathy schweiger and also uh, one of the mentors of the uh, youth engagement and philanthropy program nick thompson how you feeling i'm feeling good all right I'm how good. are you ladies feeling wonderful all right all right thanks for having us absolutely uh this is also special because they've been on our show in <coughs> our different studios so now they as they were saying uh we're we, we made it to the east side so <laughs> moving on up uh thank you guys for joining yeah, uh so we got a lot of things us. to talk about today uh we're going to talk about the upcoming 75th annual gala okay mm -hmm. uh but before we get started uh why don't you ladies tell us about the community foundation for those who may not know and we do have a great audience question that we're going to ask some of you folks as mm -hmm. well if you had got it uh, ever gotten a scholarship from them tell us about the community foundation sure so the community foundation of the fox river valley for some of you out there may know us uh that we were originally the aurora foundation uh -huh. so when we first started in 1948 we were known as the aurora foundation a small group of people, businessmen primarily, got together and they decided they wanted to do something to improve their community. So they got together and started our very first fund at the Community Foundation. And some of their initial grants that they gave out were scholarships. Wow. Um, and we continue that tradition today of giving out scholarships back to the community. That's awesome. Um, we've been a around and serve this community for 75 years, as you said. Mm -hmm. So this year we're celebrating and having a gala in um, two weeks. So on October 7th, 
Um, it's been a wonderful response from the community. People really want to get together and celebrate with us, and we're just thrilled with that. Um, but, you know, our mission is to help people find ways to be philanthropic and give back to their community right. and share their time, their talent, and their treasure with the community that they love. And we serve uh, the entire Kendall County area okay. and all of Kane County and all of the city of Aurora. Um, having our base in Aurora, we have a lot of funds that were started by people who grew up here and maybe had a business here and had a small fortune of, you know, their treasures that they wanted to get back because this community was good to them. And so we carry that legacy out and we help generations pay it forward to the next generation. That's awesome. The mission of philanthropy. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yes. Um, now, how long, uh, how long have you ladies both been with the uh, Community Foundation? So I've been with the Community Foundation. This is my eighth year. Okay. I've been president and CEO since January of 2020. Okay. And um, just am honored to be able to be in this position. I, I tell people all the time how much I love my job because I get to work with really dedicated, talented staff mm -hmm. and our board of directors and volunteers who want to get back, as well as just very generous people who really care about their community and, and want to see it getting better every day. Right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kathy? Three years. Three years, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, Kathy, talk about your role as VP of Marketing and Communications. I love it. Um, it's really great to be able to talk about an organization that does such great work in the community. Um, as Julie mentioned, I feel like we are the place to go if you want to give back mm -hmm. in the community. And when I was raising, while raising our three children here in Aurora, I remember just trying to like figure out different ways that they could know what nonprofits are, you know, have a coat drive or have a book drive. And I would have to call different places. Well, if I would have known then about the Community Foundation, this is the place that you start, right. you know, and you can do that as a volunteer, as a donor, you could start a fund, you could just get involved in a variety of ways. But the impact of having all of those wonderful people from our community come together under one foundation the impact is just much greater. Um, right. It really is a culmination of all these amazing people in right. the community. A talented team yeah. in, a, in, a, in a willing and receptive city with, with great people. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick, tell us, talk about your involvement uh, with the Community Foundation. Yeah, sure. So I got initially involved. Uh, Kathy reached out to me to be a mentor in the YEP program, the okay. Youth Engagement Philanthropy. And I did that. This is going on my third year, actually. I had done mentoring prior to that. As you know, we've been a part of some programs together. But uh, this one uh, was distinctly different because it was building specifically youth to be engaged in philanthropy, right. to be you know familiar with grant making, to have insight into how to be uh, engaged in civically. And that's something that's always been important to me, uh, building civic engagement and building kind of a, a will, desire to want to be philanthropic, to want to give back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, I'm a proponent of like collectivism. I don't think there's any better way to solve problems than mm -hmm. together. So this was really exciting for me and it has been, and I've learned a lot and I've gotten to impart what I hope is vital, you know, information mm -hmm. to these kids. And, you know, an example is like, I'm, I'm a proponent of something called people-centered human rights. And I remember having long conversations with some of the kids in the last cohort for YEP about what that is, what that means. And now right. there's three of them who are going to be champions of that, who are really interested in that concept. So that means a lot to me 
because these are the things that are foundational to what I do in the community and now just building other leaders to work alongside in the future and to see where that goes is just, uh, it's fulfilling. Uh, additionally, I'm part of the distribution committee mm -hmm. And that came after YEP. I, I suppose they liked what I was doing at YEP. And they asked me, they're like, hey, Nick, you want to be a part of this committee? And I was like, yeah, How's sure. How's your bandwidth? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. So I had only done something like this similarly in the past once. So it was, I was excited for the opportunity to learn, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm honored that they thought mm -hmm. I would be a good candidate. But for me, it was really a, a learning opportunity. I like to challenge myself. And it's been that, and it's been so much more to be able to work with the other uh, distribution committee men uh, members and to learn for sure, and then to see the work behind the scenes. Because you see everything in the front facing, right? But to see the work that goes uh, behind the scenes to distribute these these, these grants mm -hmm. and to disseminate these resources and the decision-making and the deliberation of, uh, of what, what it takes. And it's a lot of dedicated, committed, really passionate people, and every, uh, time we've met it's been so fulfilling in many ways one you get to learn but two the relationships you build but three I learn more about the community and their needs mm -hmm. and that helps me in my other roles too right so for me it's always been this, this great opportunity to to give back for sure but also continue building those relationships right so as we're trying to problem-solve as we're trying to, to transform our community collectively mm -hmm. right that information is so important so just to have that behind the scenes information really helps me I like organizations that one is able to check all the boxes with what you're trying to do, achieve, and accomplish. You know, I want to I wanna raise the standard of folks. There's an organization that can do that. I want to help engage the next generation to, to be able to give back to young people doing great things. There's an organization for that. So I think the thing that I've liked about the Community Foundation, I knew the Community Foundation existed because I was on a board that dealt with the foundation, mm -hmm. but I didn't know about the YEP program until you told me about that. And that was a conversation that we had in just a broad con uh, mm -hmm. conversation about mentoring. And then when I found that out, and then that's when the interview came together. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. So they're, they're doing the work, but also teaching, in a nutshell, the, the next mm -hmm. generation on how to do that same work and give mm -hmm. uh, resources to mm -hmm. those next generation mm -hmm. groups. I think that's great. Uh, now, people can donate to the YEP. Is that correct? They we can. can donate? Okay, yes. how do we do that? So you could just go to our website. Okay. Um, CFFRV stands for Community Foundation Fox River Valley dot okay. org. And if you go to um, our events page where you'll see um, everything about our 75th anniversary um, Leaving a Lasting Legacy Gala, okay. um, there is a donate page there and you can donate to our Youth Engagement and Philanthropy Program. All right. Yeah. Now let's also, we, we're going to take that, we're going to ask that question yeah. to these great listeners, yeah. uh, but we're also going to have that call to action moment too. Yes. Um, so the question for you guys today out there in the, uh, in the chat watching is, have you ever gotten or received a scholarship from the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley? If you have, let us know in the chat. Uh, give us a description so we can read it here for folks. But also, good morning to all of you great people out there. Norma <laughs> Peterson, uh, so many great people. Daniel Calderon, Aisha Saxon, uh, DJ Omar. Good morning to all of you great, uh, great folks out there. Um, okay, now people can also get involved. There is a newsletter, and they can sign up on the website. What mm -hmm. kind of information comes in the newsletter? Yeah. Kathy, I think you should talk about that. All right. Um, well, if they do sign up for our mailing list, we have a monthly newsletter okay. that um, is an e-newsletter. And we have information on our grant programs. We have grantee spotlights. We have 
um, information on YEP, we have information on scholarships, um, different articles and themes each month on okay. um, different aspects of charitable giving, and just information as a whole, you know, think different things mm -hmm. that are going on with the organization. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and that comes out um, every month. Mm -hmm. So, and it's an e-newsletter, so it'll just come in through your e email, and it's an easy way just to kind of keep up to date on what we're doing at the Community Foundation and, and learn a little bit more. Right. And there's also an opportunity to volunteer with us. Um, if you're interested, there's a link on our website where you could just fill out a brief form and tell us what you're interested in doing and how you might be able to work with us. We would love it. All right. Fill that form out. <laughs> you heard it here. Fill yes. that form out. Yes. Fill that form out. Yes. I would like the next time I see these ladies or Nick, I'd like to hear them say, hey, guess what? Yes. After we were on, yes. the number of forms filled out increased. So please do that. Please do that. Take some time when you have the opportunity yeah. to fill out the survey or the uh, questionnaire for organizations like this when you see them. Uh, it's very important. Uh, so let's talk about the gala now. Uh, the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley will host its first ever gala, the Lasting Legacy Gala. Saturday, October 7th, 6 p.m. at Q Center uh, in St. Charles. Community Foundation's Lasting Legacy Gala is a unique opportunity for Fox Valley residents to celebrate 75 years of the organization's impact in the community. Uh, the evening will include hors d'oeuvres, delicious seated dinner, live and silent auctions, dresses, black tie optional. So, you know. <laughs> You're yeah, ready. You'll be looking good. One, yeah. one, one must have Denzel vibes when you, <laughs> when you, or just look like Nick every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> he raises the bar. Yes. He does. Yes. He does. Uh, it's tough to sit next to this handsome brother. Right here. So um, I do want to detail a little bit of the history um, mm -hmm. of the organization, and I want to shout out Connections here. So this is, get a little, little shot of this. So Connections is the magazine that you guys have and it shows on the back all of the places that you guys can be found on social media as well but this is really well done it's a great magazine and it really details uh not only the history but your activities both upcoming and in the past uh so i want to read a little bit from here uh we move forward to excuse me we move toward our future by remembering our past since 1948 over 103 million dollars has been awarded in grants and scholarships to the community and we're not done yet starting off at 1943 and then coming up to 2023 with our gala and everything um some notable things uh 1995 foundation assets had surpassed 10 million 2006 the name has changed uh 2012 awarded grants over 4 million um these are fantastic numbers yeah. really great stuff to share uh, and celebrate with the community uh now with the community needs assessment um and we do have the uh report from last year but community impact at a glance uh, the number one area concern for the nonprofit survey was mental and behavioral health mm -hmm. and you guys are doing great work uh, in mm -hmm. those areas with the organizations um, and the community survey was uh, once again access to mental and behavioral health services 41.8 percent so you guys are really asking the community community response right. and then the work being done after that follow-up work is is um, really key uh, so my my next question is about about these surveys. Um, when when meeting folks and and when they fill out the information, mm -hmm. um, how do you ladies feel? And working for the organization, how does that impact you um, individually? 
I think it's um, a testament to what we see every day. Okay. You know, we when we receive applications from not-for-profits, um, as Nick said, we're kind of privy to see the behind the scenes. You know, we get to hear from the not-for-profits about what they're seeing. Right. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can... You, you think you're seeing it, but you want to hear it from everybody, right? So the community needs assessment allowed us to hear from a variety of different groups. So mm-hmm. we got to hear from the nonprofit service providers. We got to hear from the community residents. And then we even did focus groups with some of our donors, with some of the, you know, just a variety of different individuals so that we could hear their perspective. And so it really kind of pulled it all together and then we were able to really kind of analyze that and I mean we didn't do it alone you right. know Dunham Foundation was a tremendous partner with us right. all of our nonprofits helped to get out those surveys um, conduit was our um, consultant that did all the behind the scenes and data gathering you know we were just kind of a helper and a facilitator to help make it happen right. um, but I think a lot of us realize the impact that COVID and that pandemic had on our mental health. Um, but to have it in a data format, to see it in numbers, mm-hmm. really kind of made it ring true, like right. how impactful that was on our entire community. Um, so while it wasn't surprising that that was a huge need, it was good to see it kind of laid out right. and that, you know, to have the data to back that up. Um. I want to talk about the scholarship committee, though, as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about that. Um, what is it's self-explanatory, right? It's yes. a scholarship committee. Yes. Um, but yes. uh, are volunteers able to be involved? What oh, does the scholarship yes. committee need, and how can our listeners and viewers yes. help out with that? Yeah, you bet. So our scholarship committee um, is amazing. You know, it's basically. A group of volunteers who get together and review all of the applications that we received. Last year we received over 1,200 applications. We would not be able to have a scholarship program without our volunteers. So we had over 20 volunteers review all of those applications and that is a tremendous impact back on the community because we can't award scholarships unless we have people who are volunteering to review these applications so you know we're always looking for volunteers who are willing to commit some of their own time and talent to read applications and help us discern who's the best candidate that would meet the criteria of the different scholarships we have you know Curtis we have over 200 different scholarship funds that we manage and each of those have different criteria and so our scholarship um, volunteers are the ones that really take a look at who's the best candidate to meet the criteria. Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy task. There are so many great kids out there, so many wonderful youth doing great things, adults going back to school doing wonderful things. Um, And so we rely on them and they work together to try to say, you know, here, we wanna make sure that this student gets a scholarship Mm -hmm. because they're the best fit for it. I mean, we would love to give it to everybody. You know, we would love for everybody to get a scholarship, but we just can't always do that yeah uh and it's a big process it is because yes. people have impressive backgrounds oh, and wow. resumes, yes. qualifications that 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 do stand but there, there's the fairness there's the access yeah um so many things come into it yes. uh, it's not as yes. easy as one would think that's why volunteers are needed yes. so yes. if you have the yes. opportunity go to the website yes and, and yes. uh volunteer for the scholarship committee 
and you work with Nick on the scholarship committee, right? They'll, the people will meet and work with you on the committee? That is one thing I do not do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at our last board meeting, because <laughs> I'm on the board, the last board meeting, I know that they are in need of folks okay. to be engaged with the scholarship committee. So I would encourage people to get get involved with that. If that's something okay. that's close to your heart. Or if you're like, you know, intimidated because you're like, I don't know if I can do that. There are people there that will definitely help you along the way. So mm -hmm. if you have just the heart to want to give back, this is probably the place to do it. All right. Uh, the time is 8.22 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guests today are the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. We're talking about the upcoming 75th annual gala, plus all the great activities that the Community Foundation has been doing, including the YEP program. Now, we do have an answer to our great question of if oh, anyone great. did receive a scholarship. And our dear friend Josie Mendoza-Geller got one. Yay. I received the Community Foundation Scholarship in 1978. It was a four-year scholarship. Yay, wow. Josie. Yeah. Now, here's where I'm going to plant the flag in this conversation. Uh, we did talk before the mics came on about when people give back and do something, right? How that mm -hmm. Josie effect, is yes. part of the mm -hmm. Aurora East Educational Foundation. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And they continue yes. to do great things like turkey trot mm -hmm. where they empower mm -hmm. and that's give back. wonderful See? Pay it forward. Also, yeah yep. and they also offer many scholarships and we run that scholarship for them absolutely and you know it's really paying it forward to the next generation yeah mm -hmm. see yeah it's you know nice. curtis we have people who will call us and say i got a scholarship in you know 1963 1976 whenever it was and they'll say I want to help the next generation. Mm. It made a difference in my life. I want to create a scholarship fund. And so we are just so fortunate that we get to see how many people pay it forward. Yeah. Um, and it is amazing to see the generosity that people actually have. Yeah, I know it's a good, it's, yeah. it's gotta be a good <laughs> yeah. feeling. I know it is. Um, times 823. So also Alejandro Moscote checking in from Spain. Wow. wow. Oh, oh, hey. I wish there was an app for some of that vibe, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. We get some mariscos delivered here. Yeah. Uh, Joe Jackson, good morning to you, dear sir. Oh. Um, Erica Packer, our dear friend Yellow, good morning to you. Michael Rafer and Juan Cayetano, good to see you as well. Aurora East Educational Foundation distributes scholarships through uh, CFFRV. Michael Rafer That's says great. he'd like to volunteer for the scholarship committee. Wonderful. Uh, go, go to the uh, website, CFFRV. RV.org. Mm -hmm. And Shannon Elise says, I have not, but our family has a scholarship in my sister's name Aww. with the foundation. Shannon. Shouts out. Much, That's much wonderful. appreciated. Much That's appreciated. Great. Yes. Uh, all right. Times 824. So um, now the uh, community foundation has different service club partnerships sure as well and things mm -hmm. like that uh, mm -hmm. let's talk about some of those yeah so we're fortunate to work with wonderful different groups in the community a lot of yeah. nonprofits um, we have over 50 different agency endowment funds so okay. we help wow. build nonprofit agencies by having endowments with us so that they can be sustainable and you know have dollars that contribute back to their operating needs um, we also work with you know, the Aurora Public Library, we hold a fund for them. Um, Kiwanis clubs, Rotary clubs, um, City of Aurora, we have multiple funds for. So um, even the Aurora Police Foundation, we have a fund for. So, you know, our mission is to really work with all kinds of different groups in the community and build their capacity. And, you know, Curtis, you can start a fund, an individual can start a donor advice fund with us for yeah. as little as $500, you know, and that, 
can build not only that individual's generosity, but a lot of people use it as a way to kind of teach their families and that next generation about philanthropy. We have some people that will set up a fund and they, you know, talk to their kids about, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set money aside and we're going to give back to these agencies and they plot it out and they encourage them to be involved in the process. Mm -hmm. And that's a really meaningful thing. Right. That's special. Yeah. Um, Okay. And uh, now, when it comes to being an organization that wants to do that, what's the process reaching out to establish that? Mm-hmm. Just contact us. Okay. Just call us, email me. My email is jchrisman at cffrv.org. All of our emails are on our website, okay. but just contact us and we're happy to walk you through it. All right, all right. Um, time is 826. Um, there is something special for you guys at 830. So I'm going to, you, I really want to, this next four minutes is going to be fun. Uh, but I really want you guys to see what we're going to show you at 830. One of the great things about doing and this and making the programs that we can show more and then we'll come back, uh, yes. talk some more. Um, I do want to read the project goals real quick. Uh, understand the impact of services provided by nonprofit organizations in Kane and Kendall counties. Find any gaps in services and areas in need. Learn about the funding and challenges faced by nonprofits and how policies affect their, oper- their operations. Excuse me. Determine if services are uh, equally available to all racial and ethnic groups and if everyone feels included and able to access them and examine mm-hmm. the services provided by different organizations such as nonprofits, schools, government agencies, healthcare organizations. Uh, art groups and humanitarian organizations. So the full gamut of people and things Mm -hmm. to support. Yes. I think that's great. Um, Nick, what are your... uh, Do we got enough time? We don't. Because I know that you are... (laughs) I'm long-winded. You can't can't be. Um, All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to... uh, We're going to take you guys to a interesting commercial. Um, I want to show you guys a little bit of footage of our um, journey and our growth in doing the show. And I'm also going to give a shout out to two topics uh, in this clip that you guys are going to see. One is about self-care, but the other is also about mental health. And the, the whole thing is that the way that we feel on the inside transformed what we put out there to others Mm -hmm. you know if if you don't feel at your absolute best you're not going to project your absolute best and that's at work that's in relationships and that's with people that you that you may not know or you just come in contact with for the very first time so listening to yourself vibrating with your own energy you know having your own internal tuning fork and putting that out there is a special thing that we have to do every single day so this clip is also a shout out to a dear friend who is an author. His name is mm-hmm. Salvatore Hall. He wrote a great mm-hmm. audio book called 24 Rungs. Um, and it's a, it's a very special book. I encourage folks to check it out on Amazon. But uh, let's roll that clip. So I wrote it. When you're a nobody, no one. Hey, here's a book deal. Right? Hey, right. here's a... Uh, uh, we're gonna we're, here. Forget. Don't worry about providing for your family. We're, we're gonna back you as an author. No one does that. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. So what I did was realized there was gonna have to be an investment in myself. Sent my sent my manuscript off to uh, publishers, and one took it. 
and they had the best kind of like deal. And really that process, you know, now you can purchase the book itself on Amazon, Walmart.com, Target.com, really anywhere books are sold. But from a, you know, uh, an income standpoint, that that's you pay a good amount for that, right? So with the audiobook, once you know, I'm like this. This is a way that I can really touch people. It's it's people aren't really reading as much. This is a way that can be done. And if I can layer this with by your reach is larger with an audiobook as opposed to the to just to the written word because you know it's something that people can carry with them. Word up. It's something that they can have in the moment of terror. That's not like. I have to go. They, people got their earbuds in all day, anyways, and and a lot of people have Audible, uh, you know, uh, subscriptions, you know, or they have iTunes or they have Apple Music, so you can you can get this and you can go through it. So it's from zero, you know, it has and it was here in Aurora Gremlin Studios shout during out. this. Yeah, shout out to Gremlin Studios, <laughs> Jeremy Cole Ross. I mean, like word up. I mean, he he they had Gremlin Studios had such a wonderful process for this to for me it i told them my ideas i told them what i had to do they kind of put that out to their their engineers and to find someone who wanted to take this project on and it wasn't their most expensive guy it wasn't their most expensive room he when we talked and jeremy and i talked and we met during this pandemic safely we did this during it and we layered this with binaural beats healing megahertz behind it and asmr sounds that when you really get into it you will get that tactile feeling. Mm-hmm. So you can, I feel that the goal of this for the per, for, for anyone is, is like to, to replenish that accomplishment center. You might have lost your job. You might be in a really, in a, in a K-hole of drugs and alcohol or, right. you know, unsafe sexual practices or like, you know, just things that are unsafe for you that could have devastating effects. There's not a lot of places to turn or places to go. Everything's kind of virtual and you can't always have a counselor. Right. So you can take this book and you can listen to it and you can go from, you can do two things. You can get a feeling that you would get from a cigarette or a, a drink or a drug mm-hmm. or something. You can actually get it. You will feel something from this. It's a real thing to feel. Or And then what you'll also gather is just the accomplishment factor, the micro, the macrocosm of, of, of conquering an addiction or, or, or losing 40, 50 pounds or, you know, that is so big. And when you're inside and you're you're feeling the effects of these negative habits, like your resolve to, to jump out of bed and go run ten miles is small. Right. So you don't have that accomplishment factor. Then it's like all these things happen to you. You can then say, all right, it could take you twenty four minutes. It could take twenty four hours. Take twenty four days. You you just listen to this. Right. Listen to the words. Listen to the way that the rhymes are. Listen to the sounds behind it. Accomplish it. Finish it. Finish 24 rungs. Climb 24 rungs on the ladder. Get that started and realize you're worth saving. Like the, the person who's listening to this right now, or I say this on my TikTok, or like, you know, where I'm like, you might be that person who, who swore up and down on New Year's. You're never having another cigarette. I've been there. You're, you're never having another drink. I've been there. I'm never doing this again. I've been there. And you fucking fail. Well, in the next moment, you feel worse than, than you ever felt in your life. But what I'm saying to you is, is like, if you fail, if you relapse, if you go there, in that next moment that you realize that you failed, that you realize that you relapsed, and in that exact moment, you say, I'm not going to do this again, you won. You back on it again. You're back on the fucking horse. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee 
and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Time is 8.33 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guests today are the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. Um, when, uh, when we left, um, we talked about establishing a, um, a fund uh, with you guys, Community Foundation. I do want to highlight a couple of examples um, that are very cool. Um, local people who have done uh, great things and established foundations. So uh, Michelle Emanuel, and also this is some of the things that you'll find in the, the uh, Connections uh, magazine. Uh, Michelle Emanuel, building a foundation for the next generation. So uh, Miss Emanuel received a, scho- a scholarship in 1977 from the foundation. Quote, I was the first person in my family to go to college. Uh, fast forward 46 years, Emmanuel has attained multiple degrees and believes that the original Aurora Foundation scholarship significantly contributed to her ability to achieve her education. In 2000, uh, Michelle and her husband uh, decided to donate monthly to support the Community Foundation. Uh, they've been doing it ever since. Um, and this is a very important quote that I think people should also hear. Education is important to us. We support causes that touch our lives and align with our values. It is our belief to pay it forward. We are here for a short time, and it is the next generation that will take what we leave and build on it. Um, Very interesting. And then there is the uh, Haley Becker Advisory Fund. Now, this is very recent, and Haley is a uh, West Aurora student, or graduate, excuse me, Mm -hmm. West Aurora High School graduate. She's now a Michigan State University uh, student. Uh, Haley Becker has rarely followed a traditional path. Her broad and diverse interest in music, the arts, science, and engineering, and the environment have taken her on a unique educational journey. Uh, despite having a few more, or excuse me, after completing her bachelor's degree, Haley left Alabama, went to Michigan State for graduate school. She recently received her, uh, her uh, master's in material science. This fall, she's pursuing a unique joint program, a PhD in forestry, along with a master in fine mm-hmm. arts. Um, and she developed a fund in 2001 at the age of 23, the Haley Becker Advisory Fund. Um, grew up, attended West Aurora High School. She always felt connected to her community. She loved her high school experience and speaks warmly of friends, parents, teachers, and mentors. Um, wow. As a high school senior, she was awarded the Alexander Family Scholarship through the Community Foundation. And she says, that scholarship was very impactful. I felt empowered that the community had my back and was supporting me. Very awesome stories. Mm-hmm. Very awesome stories. Um, now let's get into the youth engagement and philanthropy program. Uh, the fifth year. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. Yes. What's the genesis of YEP? Yeah, so um, it actually started about seven years ago. I was working in our Geneva office, and a lady came into the office, and she said, Hi, so you're a community foundation. I worked for a community foundation in Michigan. And um, do you all have a youth program? Because we had this youth program in Michigan and I wanted to see if I could volunteer. And I said, no, but it sounds like we should. So Mm, tell us more. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we did a lot of research. Uh, 
Dr. Joyce Hemphill was on our board at the time. She worked with me to research well what's going on out there in terms of youth philanthropy. Okay. And um, we probably called and interviewed over 20 different programs throughout the country and looked and found that Illinois had like 16 different youth programs that we weren't really aware of. And so we decided we were gonna take kind of the, the best parts of it that we could find and see what what model worked the best for this community you know so we wanted to build something that really fit the needs of who we are as a community Um, so fast forward to five years later we have a program um, where any high school youth can apply in the spring to be a part of the program Um, it's so they have to be ages 14 to 18 in high school Um, and the the goal really is to have a diverse group of students who together solve issues and look at how they can be philanthropic. They run their own grant program, they do service projects together, but it really is youth serving other youth, youth leading the program. So it's, you know, youth run, we're there to help to coordinate, to facilitate, to back them up, but we put the um, power back in their hands you know it's the idea is like taking it beyond this idea of just a bake sale you know where they're right. just con- contributing by collecting and distributing but really making decisions and what we hear from them is they they love feeling that empowerment you know that they can give back in a real meaningful way right and they love working with youth from all over the community I mean not many opportunities exist where you can be someone from Aurora who's working with a kid in St. Charles and really identify the fact that you all have similar issues, right? right? That mental health needs are everywhere. You know, everybody's struggling out there. Or that they all care about our environment. They want to see it in a better spot for their next generation. Right. Um, And plus, who else to to know the the needs of the youth but another young person? Another young person, yeah. Um, and Kathy actually led that. I was the like, first one to lead that program, and okay. then we brought Kathy on, and <laughs> she led that program. And now Jennifer Borgononi is our director of grant making and leads the youth program. Okay. So. Kathy, you did yeah. a great job with the program. <laughs> Thank you. That's when you came on at the old yeah. TV studio. That's yes. right. Yep, That's I, right. I recall that. <laughs> it's such a privilege working with them. Yeah. And you think about all of the things that they learn leadership-wise about mm-hmm. the community, just – kind of watching their passion for the community to g- and giving back blossom. Right. If all of our high school students had that experience, oh, can yeah. you imagine the future, like what that would be like? Because mm-hmm. all of them just really want to make a difference. And Nick knows, Nick can speak to mm-hmm. what he's seen the last couple of the last three years too. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, as I said earlier, it's been an honor to, to be a mentor these last couple of years. And you see like, very dramatic changes in, as when they come in and to when they're leaving out, right? I was just having conversations with two of the students who are in their senior year who've been here for two years now. And just like the, the difference in how they see what community is, and I'm, I'm always talking to them like, community is a verb, we should see it as that, right? It's that action. Right. It's how we engage with one another. It's how we relate to one another. It's the relationships we build. And I could see these things starting to like blossom, these ideas. So. Uh, the kids come in and as was mentioned they feel empowered they get to dis- make decisions and deliberate with one another on where this money goes and i think they've distributed over a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars so right. far the last yeah. uh, this is going into this fifth year which is like 
that's you know theorist work that is theorist work that they're doing and they do get to learn quality of leadership mm -hmm. they do get to learn uh, about grant making fundraising but uh, most importantly i think it's the relationships that you alluded to about a, a kid from aurora talking to a kid from st mm -hmm. charles and there's differences for sure but then the similarities that can bring you together the commonalities that tie us together and when you start building those types of relationships i think that's how you have strong robust community that can respond to these larger like problems whether it's economic or it's a disaster or a tragedy we're responding to uh, it, it is relationships that help us solve these so seeing the kids be able to do that and see some of the kids who come in really shy mm -hmm. not very vocal then become leaders is just so it's so it's full circle one mm -hmm. but it's also so just rewarding to be able to be a part of that yeah it's a good feeling yeah. you know first they don't say anything mm -hmm. right they're not <laughs> raising their hand like, yeah. okay mm -hmm. then by the what third week I have an oh, idea. Yeah. That's what I wanted you to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And they don't want to leave the meetings either. I mean, they're coming from 12, dif 12 different high schools across our service area and not walking in, most of them not knowing anyone. Right. But by the time the meetings are over, it's like, okay, they're closing the room. We got to go. And they're right. still yeah. chit-chatting and they're, they've become friends. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. When you see the... Um when you see them catch that leadership bug, mm -hmm. it's a good it's a good thing. The other the what's what I like about the program, there's many things I like about it, but I think the, the aspect that I really dwell on is that um, you know, for a lot of young people, or especially, you know, I'm old enough to remember back in my like, there was really no thing for you to participate in for your voice to be heard for mm -hmm. whatever the driving, whatever the machine was, you're just in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. going to be done for you. Mm -hmm. You just show up and then you leave. And that's not a constructive way to engage so much talent that all these young people have. I mean, young people are just bubbling pots mm -hmm. of just yes. energy and it should be engaged with. Mm -hmm. And, um, but also the next they're able to identify who that next generation is. I mean, a high school student can remember their middle school experience mm -hmm. and know like, well, you know, what we need to fix is mm -hmm. and that's direct. Yes. It's in the moment yes. and it's able to be ascertained by mm -hmm. principals and all those people in the schools who mm -hmm. can make that that change now. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that change could come quicker yeah. um, with and, this. Model. And, you know, Curtis, these youth. Um, Every year they put out an application to not-for-profits, and usually that's in early December. Mm -hmm. And they'll have 25, 30 agencies apply, but they can only award grants to maybe seven of those, right. nine of those. And um, as Nick sits on the distribution committee and has to review applications, um, he knows it's hard to make those decisions about what you can and can't fund. Right. Be, just like our scholarship committee members have to do. We can't provide a scholarship to everyone. We can't provide a grant to every agency. Um, and to do that at a really young age and have to have a critical thought about, you know, well, what's the best way to use these resources that the community foundation has that they help to raise right. and then distribute back out in the community? Those are just powerful skills, you know, for a young person to learn at a really young age and to be able to take that and then go back in their community and do something good with it. A lot of these kids will go into college and serve on clubs or, you know, be a leader in their universities. And, and our hope is that 
you know, we would love it if they all came back here and served on nonprofit boards and were leaders in our community, right? But even if it's not here, if it's somewhere else, you know, if they move to another state, we're encouraging that skill set to continue. You know, we want to build up this generation so that they feel empowered to come back to their community, wherever that community is, and get back and be a part of the, you know, solutions to problems in their community. Right. And really be active members of a community. Active members of a community. Mm-hmm. Not just living there. No, but to right. be a part of it and help to solve some of the problems and to see themselves as a solution to what's going on in their community. Absolutely. Time is 8.45 a.m. Um, just turned to 8.46 a.m., so I thought I'd do that, update myself for you guys. <laughs> uh, Jen Mendoza, good morning to you. Maria Torito, good morning. Mariana Martinez, good to know our dear friends of Rush University. They do a whole lot of good stuff, and they've got – well, I'm not going to preview that right now. Stay tuned. For Rush, <laughs> Rush, and Mariana Martinez, good news coming. Well, and good. Mariana's on She's, our board. She is too. Yes. Yeah. So we shout bring out to Mariana. Yeah, shout Yay. out to Mariana. Hi, Mariana. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. So Mariana, we just um, there was a great community event on the east side on Saturday of last uh, the weekend that just passed. And Mariana was in the table right next to us. Yes. So love seeing our people out there. Always out and about in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And we're on Compañeros in Salud. So shout out to yes. Compañeros in Salud. Okay. Um, good morning, Curtis. Thanks for hosting Julie, Kathy, and Nick from CFFRB. Yeah, Aww. hit the like button for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys are moving. You're moving. Yes. Oh, yes. man. Yes. On up. Where we, where we, we don't know yet. Early next year. Early right? next mm-hmm. year. Okay. Right. We'll actually have our own space. Okay. Um, you know, we've been on the third floor of Old Second National Bank's um, building for probably almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're outgrowing it. And, um, you know, we can't thank Old Second National Bank enough for being such a great host to us yeah. as a not-for-profit and and allowing us to be able to rent that space all these years. Um, you know, it's just been a wonderful place for us, mm-hmm. but we're ready to have a freestanding space where we can actually serve people in the community um, a little easier, you know, where they can just walk right in and, um, be a part of us. We want to be able to have a community room where groups can come in and we can do um, some educational workshops um, and that our staff can have enough space to be able to, you know, really work together and collaborate. So we're excited about this future for us. Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. (laughs) You know that song? Put that in the chat. You can put that in the chat. Time is 8.48 a.m. Heather Rainey, good morning to you. Jay Kelly, good morning. And uh, get to know Heather Rainey and Matt Rainey. Uh, That reminds me. Rent-A-Chef. Fantastic Mm. family business. Uh, Husband and wife, chef team. Um, They're doing great work. Okay. the last thing I did want to read from, aha, okay. Uh, quick facts about youth engagement and philanthropy. Yes. The did you knows. YAP began in 2019 with 19 students from four high schools. YAP has grown to 44 students from 12 high schools, as you mentioned. $100,000 to date awarded to agencies serving youth, as you mentioned, and 34 nonprofits have received YAP grants. And the, the application that goes live at the end of October was that for the YAP? Scholarship. Scholarship committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, scholarship committee. Thank you very much for that. All right. Got to make sure I'm 
right and everything. Yeah, but along with it, um, I mean, we really want to get the word out about our scholarship program. So okay. every year we want to encourage um, anyone who knows someone who's going to college. And it doesn't just have to be someone who's graduating high school. Right. It can be somebody who's already in college. You know, maybe you know someone or you personally are attending um, an undergraduate program. Maybe you're going to Wabanzi and next year you're going to Northern or Aurora University and you know, you're looking for some support for that. Reach out to us. We have a great scholarship program. Um, you know, it's worth the effort to fill out one application mm -hmm. and have the chance to get one of the many scholarships that we offer. Um, and you know it doesn't take that long to do it um, sometimes applications can be intimidating right. but we really make it simple and we're here to help you so if you have questions give us a call you mm -hmm. know that's why we exist so that we can make it a process where anybody can apply you know last year we had um, a student who was 16 receive a scholarship so that bright that they're graduating school early at 16 as well as someone who is 58 years old receive a scholarship who is going back to school and getting a degree so you know the the sky's the limit you know whatever you're going into whether you're going to a two-year or a four-year school maybe you're you know someone or you personally are going into a trade program we have scholarships for that and I always tell people, you don't have to be the student that got straight A's to apply. And we have a variety of different scholarships with various different requirements. So sometimes our you know, donors want to give back to somebody who is that you know, just average kid, you know, the average student that is going into a special field. And so you never know where that opportunity might lie. And, and you don't have to look for it. We're here to do that for you. Just fill out the application. And maybe there's an opportunity that fits you. Awesome. Time is 8.51 a.m. Uh, Tracy Duran got the song right. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did we forget? Time is 8.51. Let's, let's, let's recap now. Is there anything that we missed mm -hmm. before I give you ladies, the, before I give the team here the final word? Um, I do want to reiterate the gala one more time. Um, uh, it's going to be Saturday, October 7th. 6 p.m. at the Q Center in St. Charles. That's uh, going to be awesome. All right. Um, let's read some of the sponsors, actually. Um, Clear Perspective, a lot of shout-outs. Dunham, um, Rush, Metal Solutions, um, BMO. We were at BMO on Saturday. Um, mm -hmm. Well, they were with us at the uh, event. Yeah. yeah, so that was the uh, community event. That was really cool. Celebrating 75 years. Um, this is going to be an awesome event. I look forward to it. I will be in attendance as well. So I'm happy to join you guys, mm -hmm. man. Um, and once again, Connections is the magazine mm -hmm. here. Uh, it's really awesome. And on the back, you can stay connected in your top uh, left-hand corner there with all the social media links. Uh yeah, community, generosity, and impact. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah, and you know, Old Second National Bank. You know, I mentioned that we've been in their building, but you know, we've had a relationship with Old Second since the very beginning. So they've been with us, you know, ever since our first fund. Um, and you know, they're our presenting sponsor for this event. Okay. You know, they're just a, a tremendous partner of ours, and we're so proud to be able to partner with them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I remember taking a trip up there in the in the building and i remember that i remember the first time i went up there i was like 
Holy cow. Like it, it had a it had an overwhelming presence. It really has <laughs> there is a presence to that building. There and really is. Going through yeah, and then history, getting, right? Yeah. Yes. There is. Yes. Um all right. So the show ends on a uh, on a positive note. So yes. we're gonna do one from mm. each of you guys. Your message oh. today, uh, to the people of Aurora. And we'll start with you, Nick. Oh, <laughs> I know what you were thinking. See, you were thinking, right? I saw you kind of lean back, like I'm going last. No, no we like to spice I was gonna it say up. ladies first, but you know what? Now we like to spice it up. The lasting note I would give is I'm going to dispraise the foundation one more time for the YEP program. I think it's imperative that we have institutions, programs, and initiatives that reflect our highest aspirations for the community that we want. So when I think about that, if as you mentioned it, and this is what made me think about it. If you don't have something to pour into, you don't have a structure that kids can engage with to exercise their power, to develop them, to cultivate them, then you won't have that, right? So it's imperative we have structures in place and initiatives in place that not just youth, but everyone, we can tap into their talents and hone those crafts because there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of, I think, generosity here and a lot of potential how do we engage that? How do we collect that power? And that's through organization, that's through collectivity, and that's through programs and initiatives like YEP. So I would just say, get engaged where you can. And if you see a gap, fill it. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right, Julie. And I guess what I want to say is connect with us. You know, our um, magazine title is Connections. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what we try to do is not only connect with individuals who, um, maybe who need a scholarship or nonprofits who are in need of a grant, but also those who want to get back. So whether it's your time, whether it's your talent, whether your treasure, we're here to help make those connections um, back to the community in ways that can be meaningful. Uh, Mariana just put in their uh, contact information, looking mm -hmm. for volunteer scholarship mm -hmm. committee to review scholarship applications. Thank yes, you, Mariana. Thank you. Perfect. Kathy? I would like to share um, our uh, theme for the gala is lasting legacy gala and I guess I would like to share something along the lines of that and leaving a legacy and I think all of the work that we do here at the Community Foundation um, goes towards that right and I think every individual has a responsibility really and an obligation to figure out what they're passionate about in the community and really try and make a difference. Um, and that's something that we can help with. If you don't know where to start, but even the YEP kids will, will start the year with talking about passions and mm -hmm. things that they're excited about, whether it's homelessness or mental health or all sorts of things. Um, and then we try and like add um, guidance there with you know giving them information on how they can make a difference. and. That's just really rewarding. And if they can do it, adults in the community can do it as well, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you guys are you guys are one of many organizations in Aurora yeah. who really make the, the city a better place. Thank so you, you guys are doing good work. Congratulations. Um, when and, and again I knew the community foundation existed before yeah. I knew YEP existed. But then when finding out about YEP and I found out that Nick was involved in it. <laughs> then I was like... Changed everything. Then it, it really did. It really did. Because um, I, I think that... Because after you know what came out of that initial discovery for me was getting involved with Nick in another mentoring endeavor. So I think that it's important that young people see themselves represented. Mm -hmm. I like representation. 
you know, when you turn on the TV and you see somebody like you on yes. there or you go yes. to the thing, the workshop, the speech, the, mm -hmm. the, the virtual or in-person hybrid meeting and you see yourself demonstrating or you see yourself presenting or you see yourself as, you know, the, the, the progenitor and, you know, the, the opposite of that. Um, I think that that's really powerful and strong and people need to see more of that. People should see themselves and, and you guys make that happen for people. So congratulations you. to you guys. Thank you. I'm always glad to share the work that the Community Foundation does. So as you guys know, you always have a spot on the show <laughs> to come on and, and let us know what's happening. Anything that we could do to support you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Thank you. Um, so the time is 8.57. I hope that you guys um, enjoy uh, enjoyed this, <laughs> this episode and this interview today. Um, it was really great. I want to say thank you very much to all of the fantastic organizations out there and thank you to the Community Foundation team, everybody involved, uh, Nick as well and the whole YEP program also. And thank you very much to dear friend by the name of Jay Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very special and it means a lot because way back in the early days of this show, when we went from recording in the bathroom to Gremlin Studio, got an email one day, like a month after setting up the email, uh, got an email one day, hey, there's a fantastic organization in town called the Community Foundation. Maybe mm -hmm. you'd like to know about them interviewing them. It's from a guy named Jay Kelly. That was our very first interview. That was our very first person reaching out to us. Yeah. Oh, Jay is on it. For a quality. That was large. It was mm -hmm. so large that I was slightly intimidated. How can we, right? I knew you guys existed, mm -hmm. but it was like, whoa. Got to make sure, you, right? <laughs> well, Don't mess this up. We appreciate, <laughs> Don't we appreciate your support yeah. and are so grateful that you've had us on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Several Absolutely. times. So yep. thank you very much. Yeah. It comes full it's circle. A, it's an yeah. honor. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um, so have a great rest of the day. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs> and each other. I love it. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Mm -hmm.